Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, April 18th. Coming up, Missouri and Kansas already have some of the most restrictive abortion laws in the nation. If the Supreme Court reverses its Roe v. Wade decision, Missouri law already says abortion would become illegal. And in Kansas? I think there's going to be a lot of talk about um, banning abortion next year. Um, It will probably be a pretty big topic of conversation, especially if there's a new governor. Today, we'll assess the state of reproductive rights legislation. But first, it's our weekly look at the latest state government and politics news in Topeka and Jefferson City. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly has vetoed a bill that would ban transgender girls and women from playing on girls' or women's sports teams. As Celia Yopis Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports, it would apply to public schools and colleges. Governor Kelly says the bill harms children and families and that it could scare off businesses considering Kansas for their operations. In a press release, Kelly said the bill didn't come from school officials or the Kansas State High School Activities Association. She says it came from politicians trying to score political points. Supporters of the bill say it's about maintaining fairness in sports. It's unclear whether Republican lawmakers will try to override Kelly's veto. They didn't have enough votes for that when the bill originally passed. And that wasn't Kelly's only Friday afternoon veto. She also said no to a bill that would let parents review class materials and object to certain subjects. Stephen Caranda reports on her veto of what Republicans call a parent's bill of rights. The bill would require local school boards to let Kansas parents review all classroom lessons. Those parents could remove their kids from subjects they object to. It also says parents can challenge books in school libraries to have them removed. Republicans say parents have a right to guide their child's education. The governor says the bill's not really about parental involvement. It's about divisive politics. Lawmakers can try to override the veto, but the bill did not initially pass with enough votes to do that. Finances are still at the top of the agenda for lawmakers in both Kansas and Missouri. In Missouri, the Senate has scheduled hearings this week to consider the $46.5 billion budget passed by the House. That proposal increased funding for infrastructure and education, but also left nearly $2 billion unspent, including hundreds of millions in federal pandemic relief funds. Meanwhile, in Kansas, Governor Kelly signed a bill late last week that includes tax cuts and credits for homeowners, teachers, the aviation industry, and more, about $100 million worth altogether. Other beneficiaries include property taxpayers who will be able to claim a bigger exemption for their state income tax, disabled veterans, and teachers who spend their own money on classroom supplies. Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas has renewed his criticism of state control of the Kansas City Police Department, calling it a, quote, racist and backwards colonial system. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. Appearing on KCUR's Up to Date Friday, Lucas said he does not think Missouri's Republican-controlled state legislature will ever restore local control of the police department. Instead, he said it would require legal action. Lucas said the state's control was a way for Missouri to, quote, subjugate the people of Kansas City. And there is certainly no evidence to suggest that we're a heck of a lot safer by having a state control system and a board that is less responsive 
to the issues of this community. Lucas also criticized the recent decision by Police Chief Rick Smith to disband the police department's missing persons unit. He said he would seek to reverse that decision at the next Board of Police Commissioners meeting. Finally, if you're keeping track at home, the Missouri General Assembly's regular session must adjourn by law at 6 p.m. on May 13th. That means there's just four weeks left for lawmakers to pass a budget, resolve their congressional redistricting standoff if they're going to, and approve any other legislation. The Kansas legislature is off this week, but reconvenes one week from today. Besides those vetoes from Governor Kelly, they've also still got on their agenda proposals for school funding, sports betting, and eliminating the state's food sales tax, which have all been discussed a lot, but not yet come to a final vote. Observers say the U.S. Supreme Court is as close as it has ever been to overturning the landmark Roe v. Wade decision, which guaranteed the right to an abortion across the country. Even without such a decision, the last few decades have seen legislatures, including in Kansas and Missouri, chip away at abortion rights, and the prospect of a reversal of Roe has jump-started efforts to do away with abortion entirely in dozens of states. Tessa Weinberg of the Missouri Independent and Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service cover the issue in their respective state houses. Remind us how Kansas and Missouri laws compare with the rest of the nation at this point. And, and Tessa, let's start with Missouri. Yeah, in Missouri, it's already pretty uh, restricted to get an abortion. Um, lawmakers have steadily increased restrictions, and there's only one remaining abortion clinic in the state, um, a Planned Parenthood affiliate in St. Louis. Um, and in the last few years, um, there have been, according to the state health department, less than 200 abortions. And so um, in Missouri, most residents go out of state in order to access one. Very different situation, though, in Kansas, right, Dylan? There are there are four clinics that provide abortion care, uh, and uh, maybe some of those are filled with Missourians, right? Correct. Uh, currently, um, Kansas uh, abortion uh, is a protected right by the Kansas state constitution. So um, lately, as uh, more Republican-led states have begun banning abortion, um, it's kind of been sending uh, residents from those states to Kansas where they can still have access to those services. So what impact then are these differences in the law having on legislative efforts? I mean, Tessa, even with very few abortions happening in Missouri, lawmakers still discuss virtually every year tightening those restrictions even further. Mm -hmm. Yeah, abortion is still, you know, a priority um, for lawmakers, especially in the GOP-controlled legislature in Missouri to tackle. And what we saw this legislative session so far was kind of new fronts in the debate being opened up about, you know, whether Missouri lawmakers want to follow in Texas's footsteps and pass laws that would allow for a private enforcement mechanism through lawsuits, um, or whether to try and, you know, tackle and limit abortions happening across state lines. And so far, we've seen those proposals get a lot of attention, but not move very far so far in the legislature. There's only a month left. So it really remains to be seen, you know, whether Missouri lawmakers want to go these new routes. And what specifically would that law prohibit? Mm -hmm. So the um, provision that would be trying to um, limit abortions happening across state lines would basically allow for lawsuits against people who are aiding or abetting someone obtaining an abortion, regardless of where it occurs. And so the bill, you know, provided examples of that could look like providing a woman transportation to go get an abortion, um, or even something as hosting a website that a Missourian could access that facilitates getting one. And that would be enforced, um, not through the state, but through private litigation, similar to what we've seen with Texas's law. 
Missouri, of course, also has a, a so-called trigger ban. That is, if uh, Roe v. Wade is overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, abortion would automatically become illegal in Missouri. Dylan, in Kansas, uh, if Roe is overturned, what, what happens next? Well, Kansas still has the state constitution that protects abortion. So um, the Kansas legislature has sent a constitutional amendment to voters uh, to basically say that is not a protected right. So the abortion question in Kansas really hinges on that um, uh, constitutional amendment and the vote from Kansas uh, of voters uh, this August. And and what will the the amendment actually say that is on the ballot in August? What are Kansas voters being asked to approve? It'll basically say that abortion uh, is not protected by the state constitution. So um, it won't ban abortion by itself, but it will say that the legislature has the right to do that in the future. There's another lever that lawmakers in both states uh, have, and that is with regard to funding. That's been a very frequent approach in Missouri, Tessa. What has happened this session with regard to public funds and health care providers who offer abortion care? Yeah, that's something that we've seen lawmakers continue to push. And so far, they've already passed a supplemental budget this session that um, restricted public funds from going to abortion providers or their affiliates and barred them from the Medicaid program from receiving reimbursements. And that kind of had a new tactic um, where it provided basically a zero dollar line item. So in a way, kind of technically funding them, but setting that amount to zero. And it's something that anti-abortion advocates hope could withstand court challenges. Previously, the Missouri Supreme Court had um, ruled a previous attempt to do that through a budget bill um, unconstitutional. And so they're hoping this is kind of a new tactic. And we've already seen in the you know, budget bills that have yet to be passed, additional language um, mirroring that has been inserted. And lawmakers are also trying to do it through statute and get it put into law. And we've seen a, a movement on some of those bills as well. And it's been an effort that some lawmakers in particular, every time a bill comes to the floor dealing with Medicaid, that they're trying to attach that language to. So Dylan, as we move toward the end of the legislative session in Kansas uh, after the short break that lawmakers are on right now. What's left on their agenda with regard to abortion rights? Well, right now, uh, there isn't really much they can do um, because it's a protected right on the uh, state constitution. But there have been at least one bill um, basically presented or introduced that would be a near total ban to abortion. Um, However, it's not going to get any movement um, because it's uh, pretty much useless until the um, the vote on the constitutional amendment. But that does pretty much highlight what could be happening next year if the voters do approve the amendment. Um, there's likely going to be a flurry of laws introduced in January of 2023, considering bans. And uh, given how uh, Republican-led states have been going to near total bans in recent months, uh, I, I'm assuming Kansas will definitely be considering that as well. Yeah, it's often how we get a preview of what's going to be passed a few years down the road. It's introduced, even if there's no action on it in a particular year. Yes, that's correct. So, Tessa, Missouri has this law that's been on the books since 2019 that more or less a ban on all abortions after eight weeks. That's being challenged in the courts. What specifically are lawmakers proposing that would be more restrictive than that? That is being challenged in the courts, and we have yet to see where that's going to go. I've heard from some, uh, you know, anti-abortion advocates that, you know, 
they would like to see what happens with that first before they maybe move forward with new restrictions. Um, some of the bills that we've seen this session that are um, you know, different are the ones that would allow for those private lawsuits. There are also some that would, in different ways, try to extend uh, Missouri's laws regarding abortion you know, outside of state lines. Um, but it really does remain to be seen. I've heard from different advocates that they think the thing that is most likely to pass is going to be these efforts to, quote unquote, you know, defund Planned Parenthood and try to tackle, you know, public funds going to abortion providers that they see that as kind of the longer running effort that lawmakers kind of across the board in the Republican Party really want to tackle. I know neither one of you uh, has a crystal ball. You are not prognosticators or pundits. You are reporters. But based on your knowledge and experience, what do you see happening in each of your respective state houses? Uh, is, uh, is this going to continue to be the hot button issue it has been in the past? And do you see any change actually uh, occurring? Dylan? Well, uh, like I said, if the uh, vote goes the way the Republicans wanted to go in August and the uh, amendment is passed, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of talk about um, banning abortion um, next year. Um, I, I, it will probably be a pretty big uh, topic of conversation, especially if there's a new governor in place. That could be something that Republicans consider somewhat of a, a campaign promise that they could kind of uh, fulfill pretty quickly once they uh, take all their seats in January. And Tessa in Missouri? Yeah, I think a lot of eyes are on, you know, at a federal level, what's going to happen with the U.S. Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade. If that does get overturned or even partially under Missouri's 2019 law, you know, lawmakers could pursue the, you know, basically near total ban on abortions from Missouri. And I should also mention, too, a kind of new thing we've seen this year, um, you know, in kind of the wake of what's happened in Kansas, Missouri lawmakers have proposed um, you know, constitutional amendments to also make clear in Missouri's constitution that there's not a right to abortion. And so that might be something that we see kind of gain new significance, just as um, we see kind of the debate on abortion maybe shift more to a state by state level in light of what might happen with Roe v. Wade. I spoke with Tessa Weinberg of the Missouri Independent. You can follow her at Tessa underscore Weinberg. And Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service, a reporting collaborative based here at KCUR in Kansas City. You can follow him at Dylan Lyson. This is Kansas City Today, a KCUR Studios podcast produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. Don't forget to visit KCUR.org for the latest Missouri and Kansas government and politics news anytime. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at PTSBrian. I'm Brian Ellison. Thanks for listening. Thank you.